if you have a goal in mind, I always want you to cut it in half and then maybe even in quarters because you can always do more. But if you don't even meet that initial goal that you are setting for yourself, you often fall off of the whole thing. But if you set it to be 25% of what you really secretly have in the back of your head, you can meet that 25% and then some, and then you're going to feel even better. This way you never miss the mark. And that's how you build confidence and improve your mood around new habits or new things you want to start doing. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Welcome to the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. I'm Lindsay Hutner, your host. Welcome back, everybody. I am sitting in my home office in Queens, New York, and I wanted to make a fresh start of episodes. So I'm sitting here today thinking of all the ideas, strategies, and tips to help you with anxiety symptoms and to really prepare for the upcoming seasons ahead. If you live in a cold weather climate or a four-season climate like we do here in New York, I've been hearing a lot from clients about concerns they have about the fall weather starting. So I thought this was a perfect time to come back and we're going to be posting regular podcasts one to two times a week is my goal. I have an idea for doing quick sessions and adding them throughout the week. So you don't have to even wait a full week before the podcast comes out. You can get short mini tips in a little mini sesh that I'm going to be dropping in between the episodes. So keep an eye out for those. I'm also planning a creative affordable way to do some anxiety coaching coming up in October. So keep an eye out for that. It's not available yet, but I'm going to be talking about it a little more in upcoming episodes. So with that being said, our usual format of our episodes around here is I do high and low where I give an update about how my week has gone. I give a high to shine a light on what I'm grateful for that week that's going well. And I share a low at just normalizing what all of us humans are going through and that it's not all, you know, daisies and sunshine. But I like to share and connect with all of you through whatever is going on that week. So it's just a fun way of me to share my life with you. And after high and low, we get into anxiety, where we spill the hot goss on a topic in the media, something I'm seeing on social media, something I'm seeing just talked about more by people for whatever upcoming season that is. So I get into a hot topic, and we dive deep into some tips around it or my thoughts around it, and we just kind of discuss. After anxiety, I share skill of the week where we go over 
a strategy that you can learn for how to deal with a topic related to anxiety, chronic worry, stress, interpersonal relationships with humans in our lives. So each week I share a different topic that you can use, which goes into action item of the week where you're going to put into action something small that we talked about each episode. So it gives you something doable, tiny to implement. Our goal around here is always to make things so small that you can't really fail at them. That's really the secret to making new habits, making small changes in our behavior, which then affect how we feel, our perspective in life, our mood, our ability to accept circumstances outside of our control, getting really comfortable with uncertainty, which no one likes, and it's my favorite thing to talk about. So with that being said, hi and hello. So I haven't been on here for a minute. So my hi, I would say, has been summer was really great with my family. It was a nice balance of the kids having childcare in July. Carson did a camp through his school, which was amazing. He got to travel and do all these different things he's never done before from mini golf to going to a movie theater for the first time, um, just going lots of places all around the city, which he had a lot of fun doing, even though he was nervous. And Everett got to enjoy his daycare he goes to regularly. And in the summer, they do a lot of fun activities with them and sprinklers on the rooftop. And he had a ball. He loves going there. So they both went somewhere for July. And then in August, we had a little bit of piece together childcare, which was stressful in that I was very busy with work in August. So it was hard to piece together childcare, but it was really fun in that it was really not regimented. The schedule was very loose. We were in Vermont for two weeks and then in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where my parents live for about 10 days. So it was really fun. The kids had a great time. I just love being in Vermont. I love being in Myrtle Beach with my family. And also to all the parents out there who have little kids, and maybe you went somewhere and it was, you know, you were on the struggle bus being on vacation with little ones. It gets a little easier as they get older. My kids are not older by any means. They're four and one and a half. So we're still very much in the thick of it with a little one stage. But the fact that Everett's not a baby anymore, he doesn't drink bottles, he's not on formula, he walks on his own, he can talk a little bit, a few words. Um, he still naps during the day, which is good and bad when you're away, as you know. Uh, he's a good sleeper for right now. So that part was good. The not so fun part with him is that he's not great at the beach at this age, right, where they just run like full force into the ocean with no regard for their safety, or they just wander the beach aimlessly. They won't sit down or sit still. So it had its challenges. But Carson being four, um, he just had a great time and he was able to do so many more things. He was a much better sleeper on these trips than he ever has been. And it was good. It was overall good. So that was my high for sure, just summertime and being away. I'm happy to be back. I like September and routine and order. So I'm getting back to that, which also makes me feel good. 
My low, I would say, I don't, I don't necessarily have a low. I would say it was coming back from being away for so long to feeling like I had an endless to-do list of just lots of doctor's appointments for myself, just regular ones, but so many. I have appointments for my pets. I have a huge to-do list of just paperwork to catch up on. But I've been tackling it little by little, and I'm trying not to get overwhelmed by it. So each day I call a few places, make a few appointments, go through a stack of mail, throw out junk. So I listen to other podcasts that help me, and I start with the easy stuff, like trash and garbage and just filtering things through before diving into harder tasks on my list. So I've just been trying to do a little bit every day, and I'm feeling immensely better already. So those are my high and low. Next up, we're going to dive into anxiety, where we spill the tea on a hot topic. So the hot topic for September, from what I'm hearing from people, is, well, there's always dealing with coworkers, dealing with work, back to school. But with that, I'm hearing a lot of concern for seasonal affective disorder, which is coming up as fall gets going. I think people are thinking of that already. Um, It's very hot here in New York City today, and it's felt very much like summer. However, later this week, it's going to cool off. And I think once that happens, where it's like highs of low 70s every day, people are going to start to feel that shift into fall. The first day of fall is coming up in like a week or two. And that's when people start to love fall, people embrace fall, but people who struggle in the winter with mental health start to get worried, myself included. I don't struggle with depression in the winter, but I do struggle with lower mood, lower energy, and I have to do things proactively to keep my mood up and to know what works for me. So I want to share that with all of you so that you can feel prepared and you don't have to feel helpless. What makes people feel worse is when they struggle with seasonal affective disorder. And I'm using that term widely. Personally, I think it's a normal human phenomena. I don't necessarily think it's a disorder unless you know, you're not functioning or getting out of bed or going to work. I'm using this term lightly, but really just describing that most people have lower mood in the winter, you know, except for those people who love it and, you know, ski or snowboard or something that keeps them really happy. (laughs) I'm not that person, but I think there's things that you can do so you don't feel helpless. Because the thing that makes people feel worse is that something's just happening to them and they don't have control over that. So if you feel that way, these tips today are really going to help you feel like there's things you can do to prepare and things you can actively do to keep your mood up. That's what we call an upward spiral and building upward momentum in tiny ways. The biggest thing you can do is set up really lofty goals for yourself and then you don't meet them and you feel worse and worse. So we never want to do that. If you have a goal in mind, I always want you to cut it in half and then maybe even in quarters. Because you can always do more, but if you don't even meet that initial goal that you are setting for yourself, you often fall off of the whole thing. But if you set it to be 25% of what you really secretly have in the back of your head, 
you can meet that 25% and then some, and then you're going to feel even better. But the goal is only that 25%. This way you never miss the mark. And that's how you build confidence and improve your mood around new habits or new things you want to start doing. So this ties in, you know, stick with me here. So for the seasons changing, the lack of sunlight, the colder weather, darker evenings can feel like that's just happening to you. There's nothing you can do to control that. Of course not. What we can control is doing some things proactively to help. So already it's getting darker earlier. And then when daylight savings hits, you know, it's a whole other story for those of you who live in those areas, (laughs) most of the U.S. So one tip you can do is to wake up earlier. Hear me out. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do any of these, but they're just suggestions. You can pick what you like and leave what you don't, right? It is still light earlier in the morning for a little while. So you can wake up a little earlier just to feel like you're getting more sunlight and absorbing a little more sunlight. So that's one strategy. Obviously, it gets darker in the mornings eventually in the winter too, but for right now, it's still very sunny in the morning time. And when I was looking up different sunrise and sunset hours, I was comparing it to South Carolina because that's where my parents live and they have a lot more sunlight than we do, like longer like about 30 minutes longer in the evening before sunset. However, our sunrise is like something like 45 minutes before theirs right now. And I didn't realize that, but it just goes to show what we pay attention to and our perspectives. And, you know, I'm not waking up at 5 a.m., so I don't notice that. But if I really felt like I was craving more sunlight, I could wake up earlier and go out for a walk before my kids wake up. If I really felt like, oh, this is really affecting me, I need more sunlight right now. So that's an option. Wake up earlier, look at the sunrise times, and see where you can just get exposed to more sunlight. Another tip is to get more connection. So touch is really important, and it helps release oxytocin, which is a feel-good hormone we have in our bodies. When we have less sunlight, we produce less serotonin. So oxytocin can be another feel-good hormone in the body that can get released by more connection. So whether that's with a person, like physical touch through a person, or a pet, just feeling closeness, connection, petting your animal, cuddling, Going to get a massage, if you don't have that available to you in your house, you can go out and pay someone for human touch. A massage is really helpful. Doing yoga, physically moving your body, getting your nails done, getting your hair done. Things that involve human touch are important and that can be helpful during this time. Tidying up. So tidying up can be helpful because you're preparing your space for the change of season. So you can create a little corner of a room that just brings you more joy. So it could be buying yourself a little $5 bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's or from the store. Buying, I just bought mums for my front steps. They're inexpensive and they're bright yellow and they bring me immense joy when I see them. And they're so big because they're from Costco that I have to like walk between them in this tiny little path now to get up and down my stairs but it still brings me so much joy. (laughs) It was well worth the money. So doing something that feels like a little happiness boost for you in your home, cleaning out your car, getting a refresh, 
um, just creating a little space for yourself, maybe to do something creative in your house during the winter. It could be organizing your kitchen so you have a little space to do some baking if you like to do that in the winter. Buying yourselves some tools for a new hobby is a great tip. So for example, I've crocheted in the past, and so I might buy myself new crocheting needles, new yarn, maybe looking up a project I want to do, and I might prepare all of that and put it in a nice basket for myself. This way, when it's cold and snowy and I feel stuck indoors or I feel like blah, I'm just watching TV all day, I have something that I can do. I can learn a new skill. I can develop my hobby further. I can get excited about it. I can buy things in advance for that. I also want to learn to decorate cookies. I love watching like the holiday cookie decorating on Food Network for Christmas time. And I always want to teach myself better. <laughs> I've done it, but it's not great. And so I bought all the tools to do that. I haven't deep dived into it. I've like stepped my toes in the water. But I have things to elaborate that hobby if I would like to. So doing things like that, that might just add a little more fun, whimsy, and learning something. Whenever you can add to your life or your day or your week, something that adds value, it aligns with a value you have, such as being creative, learning a new skill, joy, leisure time, connecting with family members, um, that really improves mood because it's connecting to your value and it's adding meaning to your life. Even if it doesn't seem like a huge deal, the little things help keep your mood up. And if you need to be conscious of that, these are the little things you can look at doing. It makes you feel more empowered and puts a little more control back in your court. Affirmations, you can write on post-its, maybe put them around your laptop or your monitor or on your mirror in your bathroom, little affirmations that lift you up or help you cope with it, right? If you're really struggling in the winter, you can write, this is just a season, this is temporary, things like that, so that it reminds you of the temporary nature of the situation. You can also make plans. So you can make plans for the springtime. You can make plans for the winter if you can. If you can go somewhere warmer or just do something fun to embrace the cold might be good. Bundle up and go for a walk. Bundle up and go ice skating. Go snow tubing. You can embrace it if you want to. Or you can make plans for when the weather's warmer and you have something to look forward to. You can look on the weather app like I do if this is helpful. This could go either way, I think. It could be helpful or not helpful. But looking at the amount of sunlight each day, when it's daylight savings and I'm struggling after December 21st, which is the shortest, darkest day of the year, I look at how much sunlight we are gaining after that. And the holidays kind of keep my mind occupied through the fall up until December 21st. And then it's really January that I feel like, ugh, like winter dread sets in for me. So I look at, oh, we've gained two minutes of sunlight a day. Doesn't sound like much, but over the course of a week, that's 14 minutes. That matters from when you're driving home if it's dark or not, when I pull in the driveway. If I pick up my kids and it's pitch black when I walk out of school with them or it's not. So that helps me feel better. I can understand if that doesn't help you feel better, though. <laughs> so just think of what would work for you. This ties into the skill of the week. This is the skill of the week as well as anxiety, right? Because that's the hot topic I've been hearing about, but it's also 
the skills that I'm teaching this week to think about. And even if this doesn't directly affect you, you can think of ways that these things might help you anyway, even if you don't mind the winter. There's things you can do that will just help you elevate your mood even more. So I hope this was helpful. And for action item of the week, I want you to think of one little thing you can do to prepare for it getting colder and darker. And this doesn't apply to everybody. But again, even if it doesn't apply, even if you live in Florida or in South Carolina or places where it's warm, it's not the same as summer, right? Things shut down. Things aren't as busy. This beach may not be like swimming weather. So things change and shift, even if you're in a warm weather place too, right? It's hurricane season. I'm sure that doesn't like make people feel so great. It might bring up anxiety. So again, we kind of move to more indoors no matter where you are. So think of what little tiny thing you can do to improve your outlook on the coming seasons and what will help you the most. It could be making plans with friends once a month and kind of putting it on the books already, like nailing down a few dates for brunch or dinners or getting tickets to go see something in January that you want to go do together. So whatever that is for you, I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you all next week. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at Unlock Your Therapy. And I hang out there the most. I would love to hear from you. DM me any ideas you have for episodes of the podcast. If there's tips or strategies you want around a certain topic, I am here for it. Let me know. And stay tuned for upcoming coaching for anxiety that I'm going to be launching soon. And I'm also going to be doing some free workshops So stay tuned for when they are. They're going to be live. And I think it'll just be fun to interact with people live again instead of always me talking to a void, it feels like at times. I want to have some interactive workshops and give back to people. And I'm going to come up with some fun topics that I can do. So stay tuned for that as well. You'll hear about them more in the upcoming episodes. And if you found this episode to be at all helpful, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, share this episode with one person you think would really benefit from this information. And remember, bring your anxiety with you wherever you go. Just bring it with you. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information on the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the guests, the producers, or the publishers are rendering any professional, legal, accounting, clinical, or other professional information. Thanks for listening.